0: this is Linda Vetchis-Nichols, and I have with me the most amazing person, Tanya Gerard, Congruency Coach Tanya Gerard. Welcome, Tanya. Hi. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're so welcome. I'm honored to have you. All right, so we are talking about procrastination is not a problem, and First of all, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm going to let you introduce yourself because that might actually be in your story. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like, it's not a problem. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah.
0: So how did you come to that place?
1: Ah, uh, Well, okay. I am a congruency coach. And what I do is that I help my clients to create sustainable well-being by making confident decisions, by learning what does that will be looks to them Mm -hmm. and setting their boundaries and defending them, connecting with themselves, communicating with others. So the idea is to bring eyes, instead of living towards outside, instead of always making decisions and processing information, by asking ourselves, how does this look like to the outside? What does the outside look uh, tells me? Mm-hmm. You bring your gaze towards yourself, mm-hmm. connect with yourself, understand what's going on there, and then work from there. Create. Uh, that's why I call it creative, uh, create create well being. Okay. So, in my experience, procrastination is not a problem by itself but it's more a symptom of what is going
0: on inside. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. So what is your story of transformation where you kind of got to this place of realization on that?
1: Well, I, <laughs> I think of myself as a time traveler <laughs> because I was born in the 18th century. Not well,
0: literally, <laughs> but It felt literally. like that you're from mexico
1: right yes i was born in mexico i come from a multicultural family so kind of mexico was i guess just destiny um (laughs) but the thing is that i grew up in a very very traditional family surrounded by a very traditional context in which gender roles are really strong in which you are allowed or not allowed to do things because you're a woman or you're a man So I feel that I didn't know I could make choices about my life because nobody really taught me to or told me that it was possible. Right. So, um, I don't know, you know, we, I do believe we all have wisdom inside and we all have a path and we, when we're connected with ourselves, we kind of discover it. It's circumstantial sometimes accidental but that's how I started you know reading meeting people uh, connecting with people having conversations and that ultimately led me to many years of traveling Uh, I lived in Spain for a while for a long while and now I live in the United States so choices to me are pretty much what life sums up to like our life is the sum of the choices we make all right that's why i feel it's so important to know that you get to decide you get to decide what you do with your life regardless of the circumstances because sometimes the circumstances are outside of your control you don't really you know you don't choose to make it rain or you don't choose to have a company Uh, having trouble and letting you off that's something we don't choose but we do get to decide how we want to experience those events and what we want to learn from those experiences in a way that helps us to connect with who we truly are and that creates that joy that hope that inspiration that really makes our life worthwhile
0: yeah absolutely I love it all right, so let's get into it. Do yes. Do your heart is telling you. And I know you're a Women Who Run With the Wolves fan by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And, you know, that's all about you know, getting down into that deep intuition of the soul, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you have some really interesting things to say about the heart. So do what your heart is telling you. Tell us a little bit about that kind of title first yes well we're talking about procrastination so
1: what i've learned is that we don't usually procrastinate things that brings us value that makes us feel well we usually procrastinate what we think we have to do but somehow conflicts with our needs right So um, the first thing is if you find yourself procrastinating, you know, if dishes have been there for two days, (laughs) then probably a good idea is to connect with yourself in order to understand what's going on there. Our needs are pretty much like toddlers. Mm. Uh, If you have been around a toddler or even a puppy, or a kitten you know like young creatures who do not know exactly how to communicate mm-hmm. they will start by tugging your leg like mommy uh, and they don't necessarily have the words to articulate what they need but they need your attention and they need you to understand them so if you have ever tried to ignore a toddler you might know that after a while, they just start screaming and they will do anything they have to do and anything they know how to do right. to get your attention and get their needs met. And that's what happened with ourselves. All our behaviors are there to get access to something or to evade from something. Like that's basic ABA therapy. Yeah, right. uh, Theory, right? Like our behaviors always have a purpose and this purpose is about Getting something or not getting something <laughs> getting <laughs> away from something else. So procrastination can be any of both not necessarily not doing that but it is about This is not what feels right right now mm-hmm. So um, what I mean when I say listen to your heart is that uh, When we learn how to connect with our needs in a way that is loving, that is compassionate, that is respectful, because our needs have no judgment. You know, they are not black, white, right, wrong. They're just needs. They exist. And there's even nonviolent communication that talks about feelings and emotions as comfortable or uncomfortable, but not negative or positive because that would be judging yourself that would be scolding yourself like oh you're needing this but you're wrong for needing it right Right. so we connect with ourselves we listen to this need before it turns to a gremlin ideally yeah right and and what i mean with the next because it's listen to your heart honestly Mm
0: -hmm.
1: honestly what does honestly mean in this context You need to be honest with yourself in a way that you can see yourself as you are not what you think you are not what you wish you are not who you believe or who people believe you should be just this is who i am right now i am not willing to do the dishes why because i need to recover from or I need to rest because, you know, when you connect then you can start articulating what's going on and you can figure out the best way to address this need. How do we address needs? In my experience and what I do with my clients is that I help them to build this kind of dictionary or glossary for their feelings because our feelings reveal a specific need on the back Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of observing ourselves with love with patience it's pretty much like dating you know when you find somebody that you really like and you make time to you know to spend time with that person to share experiences and you start learning them you start learning uh what their expressions mean or when they say yes, but with certain tone, you know exactly what they're meaning, and they're not meaning yes. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, so that's, that's, that one that's, on that one. Terry and I, we came together, and in two and a half weeks, we were married. <laughs> wow, we didn't know each other's triggers at all. And what, what a year after all that, you know, I walked past his place where he was officing in um, where we were living, and. And he said something and I said, knock off that husband shit. And he goes, knock off that wife shit. And I went, Oh yeah, what is that? That's disrespect, right? Right. (laughs) I said, Well, let's not be husband and wife then. Let's just be lovers. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, Yeah. they both come out of 33 year starter marriages. (laughs) So it's like, no, we're not going through this again, right? I love it. All right. You love it. Yeah, because that communication exists
1: outside of a grid, outside of a box, you know, like when, when, and that's honestly too, because when you put a relationship in a box that constrains its possibilities, yeah, and that dictates its rules, Mm -hmm. then, you know, you're not really in a meaningful relationship. You are playing a role and reading a script
0: and locked in a pattern.
1: Exactly, and that happens within ourselves too because we have created this story of who we are and sometimes it's hard to just let it go. I had a client once who was, I mean, procrastination, like to the ultimate level. He had been procrastinating for a year and a half. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, he had this huge project going on And, you know, it had to be completed, delivered, and maybe in his timeline, he had to be somewhere else by that point. And when we started working, um, it was a very interesting process to watch because he discovered that he really didn't want to do that project. His heart, his true self, his true interest was Not somewhere else, but had a different form. Yeah. So he made decisions upon it. He found the easiest, fastest way to complete that task because he had, you know, business commitments about that. And this involved outsourcing. This involved asking for help. This involved pretty much assuming the responsibility of getting it done, not necessarily doing it.
0: Uh, Ah. And
1: then he started these, and I mean he's been doing it for three years and he's the happiest man I know because that's what he needed to do
0: yeah and that's what that congruency stuff is all about right
1: yes it is congruency is about aligning who you are with what you do and how you do it because it matters
0: yeah and even why you do it like you did with him that's so cool I love that yeah yeah
1: it was a very interesting process to to watch and we can switch to the next slide because asking for help or realizing when we need help is an act of
0: courage Mm, yeah let's do that real quick i want to ask you you mentioned the acronym of the aba the it's the behavior stuff yes Tell, tell us the definition of that and a little bit about what you do, because my background's special ed, so I, you know, I am somewhat familiar because of working with kids with autism. But tell us real quick about that piece of your life. Well, that was a gift from life, honestly.
1: For some circumstances out of my control, uh, I needed a job, and one thing that I know I need is to have meaningful jobs. Yeah. If I am like I have been an entrepreneur, I was first a freelance and now I'm an entrepreneur and I haven't worked for somebody else in forever. <laughs> or <don't know>, like <laughs> probably 15 years or a little bit more. Yeah. So um, getting a job was a big step for me. It meant a lot and I wanted to find something that met that need of being meaningful, of really helping people. So I got to this agency that works with children in the spectrum and applies ABA therapy. What what that means is that coming from the behavioral theory that it summarizes, as I said, like all our behaviors, including communication, have the purpose to access or to evade. So you start working with, I feel it's with, Everybody, it's not only with people in the spectrum. It is found to be very effective and very helpful to help them acquire the skills they need. But these, what I found is that we can apply it to everybody and just, it's not necessarily, you know, ABA therapists and ABA specialists are amazing at observing behavior and decoding exactly what is telling them. Yeah. I don't have that degree of specialization, of course, but I made a point on taking my training a little bit further and, you know, train a little bit more. Enough to help my clients just to ask themselves, what am I trying to do with this behavior? Like, am I trying. Um, I don't know, I, I, I want to use another example because we talked about the dishes, we talked about um, my client. Let's say that you know that you need to have a conversation with somebody. Like, there is a situation that cannot go on in a yeah. relationship. It's yeah. family, your partner, your friends. Yeah. And every time you see this person, you start screaming at them. You don't know why, but you get like super angry at them and anything is an excuse to start up a fight. Wow. So that's a behavior, that's, a, that's communication, that's behavior. Mm-hmm. And you can ask yourself, okay, this is a pattern, obviously. It happens every single time I meet this person. Let's say it's a close friend. So every time I see this friend, I get there, We have five minutes of nice conversation and then she says something that really irritates me and I'm just like, it's impossible to talk to you and I leave the place. So when you kind of bring the perspective, okay, I'm doing this, this is a behavior. This is not me, this is my behavior. It's outside, that's important because you don't want to judge yourself. You want to see and understand that behavior and the emotions it has involved because it will tell you things about yourself. Mm -hmm. so if i leave every time that i'm with this person i i'm just trying to evade that conversation right like i don't want to have that conversation and i i i but it enter like it conflicts with my need of working out the situation so that's where that's where i work with my clients to find a way that feels easier right uh, to empower them in that conversation, for example, and just to help them to see themselves with love and compassion, we are judged all the time by our community, by our society, by our culture. Right. I feel that this world needs a lot of love, mm-hmm. and the first step of true sustainable love is to really love yourself in a way that respects you as the amazing, magical individual that you are, that sees the value that you bring to the world. And you know, most people I know wouldn't speak to others the way they speak to themselves.
0: Through that, absolutely. And, And I just love the work that you do there. And can you tell us what the ABA stands for? applied behavior analysis applied behavior analysis yeah cool Uh, it was very uh, helpful at times for certain clients yes absolutely if you if you know anybody in the
1: spectrum please research this because results are amazing and it is very empowering
0: nice and really cool that you have that background in with your congruency coaching approach, so that's that's very helpful for people who who uh, work with you too okay, so be courageous, find your truth, and uh, tell us that little section there well uh, courage the courage to
1: see yourself as you are uh, naked from what you should or what you're supposed or you know like outside of that scripted box, outside of that pattern, who you are. So find your truth. I honestly believe it is a process that takes us all our lives. I do not promise in any way that you like, yes, we'll find your truth in 12 weeks, because I don't (laughs) think that happens. (laughs) But what you learn is how to get deeper into that truth, how to get closer to what really vibrates and I do believe that throughout our lives we collect moments of absolute joy and absolute perfection and acknowledging those moments is very helpful because then you can come back to them yeah right you can remind yourself that that is possible and that you know how to do it
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: it needs courage first of all because it involves seeing yourself maybe in a way that you hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. It involves seeing your shadow and your light, that you will see things that you maybe don't like a lot. And it also involves, in many cases, asking for help. This example I use with my client, um, maybe your procrastination because you feel overwhelmed with the responsibility of making all the decisions in your, in your home, in your family. When I work with my moms, I, I offer self-care programs for moms, and we get here, like, I feel so overwhelmed. I feel that I'm managing everybody's life, mm-hmm. that I just don't wanna do anything. I just wanna walk out of the door with my purse, and yeah. not come back, right?
0: My <laughs> <Even by> purse. <first. laughs> That's <so funny. laughs> Only a woman would get that joke. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, like I'm taking my purse. I'm I'm checking out Alaska, right?
0: <laughs> so <laughs> funny when you go through a woman's purse and see what's really in there. <laughs> That's so hysterical. I know my life is in order if my purse is clean. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> I know my life is in order, and if, and my fi- my life is like ultimately in order. My nails. Might be polished. My toenails are right now. That's pretty big for me. Oh, I love polished toenails. Yeah, (laughs) right. That means not a big deal to me. But if I'm that bored, they might have something on them. I love it. So when you do find your truth, though, then it's about treasuring it. Even as you're finding the pieces of it, it's treasuring those pieces and filling up that treasure box Mm -hmm. of you, really. Right, Peace yes, by?
1: of you who you are right now and who you have been, yeah, and who you will become because yeah. change is inevitable, <laughs> you know. We this truth is not set on stone, right? I don't see this truth like this. I see this truth as I don't know what's coming to my mind is the hobbit that's seen with the dragon and this huge treasure. And, you know, uh, one of the hobbits, just taking little things out of that treasure, that looks more like the truth I'm referring. Like, yes. you will find pieces of it, as you said, throughout your life. And and what I mean with treasuring it is because of that love mm-hmm. that you gain when you connect with yourself, because of that courage, that being honest with yourself gives us, you can take that small piece and say, okay, my truth mm-hmm. is that I don't like to eat yogurt. It can be something as simple as that. But, but that is the first step to set your boundaries. So when you treasure your truth, when you treasure these little pieces that you know about yourself, that you learn about yourself. Um, and also, you know, there's, um, I'm gonna make a parenthesis here because this process is also about trying on roles yeah, or right. trying on ways to be yourself. Um, we don't know. Like I feel that's something very helpful to assume that you might not know what's going on and you don't need to because what will enrich you will be the process of discovering it Mm -hmm. because if you have something said on your mind you will probably not see other things that come throughout the process
0: yeah for sure so and then treasure the truth of others wow that one is so important you know it's like it's just that that place of honoring realizing we are all connected so when you're honoring others you're honoring yourself absolutely
1: and once you honor yourself you just can't help but honor others
0: yeah yeah that's the beautiful piece about that okay so provide yourself with love how do you do that tanya and how do you suggest that your clients do that (sighs) well Uh,
1: We, when we were uh, talking about the slides, we got, you and I got into conversation about what's the difference between loving yourself and providing yourself with love. Mm -hmm. And I feel this is an important nuance. We have talked about loving yourself, you know, establishing this loving, compassionate, respectful relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. But now love as uh, the energy of life love as a force that keeps you going, not romantic love, sometimes not even family love. It's just love in a way that empowers you to effect change and to create this life that you know it's yours. Mm -hmm. It is, I see it like a context. There's an ecology for your your well-being your well-being will not sustain itself just because. It's like, uh, have you seen that picture of the little yellow daisy growing up in the cracks of, I don't know, New York City, right? Yeah. So that's that's well-being. This flower has been capable of finding life and love in the cracks of the pavement. We are amazing in a way that humans are so resilient that we will be able to cope with almost anything and we will grow, you know? But growing is not the same thing as thriving. What would happen if you take that flower and you plant it in this beautiful field? It might turn into a huge sunflower, it might turn into a bush, it might you know, just expand itself to cover the field with beauty. So that's what I mean when we we need to provide ourselves with love. So we have been, we find that we are being procrastinating something. We connect with ourselves to see, okay, what is the reason behind this? What need is unattended and it's just keeping me distracted? Right. We are honest enough, we're courageous enough to see that. And then we need to ask ourselves, how can I solve this need and how can I make sure? it's tended continuously so we need to create that ecology one way to create that ecology is to defend to set boundaries and defend them i like to see boundaries uh simon sinek has a wonderful idea about this and he says that boundaries are doors
0: nice
1: i love that i I, that's the way that makes more sense to me because some people, uh, when they hear about setting boundaries, it feels like, you know, like uh, setting walls around you. But that will not bring you closer to your truth or to others' truth. That will just shut you off and disconnect you. For sure. So, right? Uh, so, same boundary as a door, Because it's so, and you mentioned this also, you have mentioned this in other conversations, boundaries are already there. You just need to name them.
0: Right. It's noticing them, you know, because people will say, you you know, find your boundaries. And and, yeah, I like the word noticing more than find them because they're not lost. They're there. You know, just let anything test you and bam, you'll find them real fast. So maybe it's the same wording. but I love the idea of noticing boundaries yeah and and you know what i when i have
1: some of the ways that i have noticed my own boundaries is i get something here like somebody asks me to do something or somebody approaches me in a certain way and i immediately get something here in my chest like telling me no you like this is not the way you want it to happen
0: right
1: so you can name that you can say, okay, here's my door. If you want, let's come back to the example of these friends who are in conflict. Right. So once, um, once this person has found out that what she's really doing is just avoiding that conversation, she needs to name what is going on. And she finds that she needs her friend to be more respectful to her not because our self-respect depends on others, but because she needs to get that respect acknowledged by her friend.
0: Right. Right? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So that's her boundary. She sets a door and this door looks like when you talk to me, please talk to me as you would talk to yourself, for example. And now she needs to communicate that boundary because that's the thing we, I, I don't feel we need to go out in the world like telling everybody about our boundaries, but if we have important, close, meaningful relationships, it is our responsibility to communicate those boundaries, right? right? Like, I don't like you to call me like that. Perfect, you communicated a boundary. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So.
1: You communicate this boundary and you defend it, you make sure that it is there. Now we, we mention boundaries as doors, but that's, what that means to me is that it's not set on stone, it's not a wall. It can be open. You can work that boundary out, because it will probably change also. But the way is that it needs to be in agreement,:
0: Yeah It's the I,
1: consent. Yeah, you know?
0: don't barge in my door. Like, ask permission. <laughs> exactly.
1: Knock nicely. I
0: will...
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Knock nicely, right? I'll knock, knock, who's there? And I'll know if I want to let you come in or not.
0: Yeah, right? Right. <laughs> so very much a part of our well-being. And is there anything more you wanted to quick say on well-being?
1: Well, what does well-being mean? Um... Whatever you say, like that is a definition that each of us needs to construct. Mm-hmm. And It's a definition that we need to know and we need to know that it will be changing throughout our lives. Right. So that's important to check in with yourself every now and then.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And, okay. What are done? Yeah. Uh Just part
1: of explore your interests. Yeah. That's uh, cool. yeah. It's like the experimentation part of it. When we are noticing a need and we're finding a way to address it, we might not get it the first time, but that's okay. We just need to know that there's exploration involved and that we can finally get to what was there to be met.
0: I love it. Yeah. All right. So do what your heart is telling you, be courageous, provide yourself with love. So, how would you some all that up.
1: Procrastination is not a problem. It is a sign that you have unmet needs. Please find a way to connect with your heart, with who you are. Find the way to have courage and provide yourself with that, that you're needing, with that well-being that you're needing and create it in a way that is sustainable for you throughout the time.